Welcome everybody to another show of uh, Dogging It. We got a, a special guest. You might, you might know him, <laughs> Shane Van Boning, Captain America. Um, real quick, you guys, let us know in the chat if you're able to hear us. Um, put some comments out there and, and uh, keep us posted if the audio is good. Uh, Shane, we appreciate you you're joining us. Uh, I was out there at the Derby and I saw a lot of cameras running around. I don't know what the hell was going on, man. You know, and, and come to find out. They were doing a story on you. How does it feel being the the face of the industry? Because in, in my opinion, and in a lot of players' opinion, you seem to be that 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 guy to represent the sport. I mean, all I can say is that you know I put on a lot of work in my career, and you know, just playing all the tournaments all over the world, and you know, winning a lot of tournaments. Right. Um, I mean, that's pretty much what I do, and just just have to be dedicated, and. And that's what I'm known for. I'm known as one of the the most dedicated players right. out there. For sure. Do, do you think, like, from your peer standpoint, like, do you have any kind of a uh, – do you feel a responsibility to represent them well? Like, because a lot of promoters and whatever, tournament directors, whatever, like, you name it, uh, companies within the industry, uh, you're the face of pool, man. You know, so do you kind of do you feel any kind of pressure in that regard? No, no. I mean, I'm just trying to be myself. You know, I'm, I want to go win tournaments and I love the game. Right. I love the game. I think, in my opinion, I love the game more than any other pool players out there. I started playing pool when I was two years old. Really? Wow. How did you reach the table yeah. at two years old, man? <laughs> well, before uh, when I was two, I was just a little baby and my grandfather owned a pool back in the days. And what my family did, they put me in a little baby chair, put me on top of the pool table, and I would watch people play pool all day. Yeah. I would just sit there and watch people play, and that's what my grand, my family told me, you know. And I wouldn't do anything else but watch people play pool. But when I got two and a half years old, my grandfather got me a pool table for Christmas, and I dropped all the other pool, uh, all the other toys. I pick up the pool cue, and that's when I started. Wow, that's cool. At at what point did you think, like, this may be something that I can have a profession in? My family knew that I was going to be the best in the world. That's a lot of pressure, man. Not really pressure. I mean, it's just, it's mostly, um, it's a gift, you know. Um, You know, some people have it and some people don't, you know, and that's just the way it is. Um, But when my family saw that I can play pool at two years old, they knew that I was going to be good. Absolutely. Well, let's talk about this 60 minutes piece real quick because this is this is pretty massive. Because getting outside eyes on the sport of pool, how did that come about, man? How did they reach out to you? Uh, they contacted me. Uh, they've been trying to work on the project for a couple of years, and they haven't got to that point. So once I got the email from them, and we continued to have a conversation and what to do, and they decided to come to Derby City and do some taping. And then they come to South Dakota and there's more taping there. 
um, it's mostly about the pool players' life, uh, the lifestyle, and what they do, playing all these tournaments around the world. Um, it's all about um, trying to promote the game more. Do you think it could have the type of impact that, like, the color of money had? Uh, yeah. Yeah, like you think yeah. people kind of get behind it. We're, get we're trying to uh, get pool on the biggest stage at the moment. Yeah. And I, I can see it. It's growing more, uh, get more popular. We've got more tournaments on on the map. And, you know, but we need to get more corporations involved. We need bigger corporations to get involved for sponsors. And that's what we're trying to do. Well, it's a big piece in the puzzle having something like that go on air nationally because it's not just on, you know, Dazen or YouTube or whatever, it's going to be in home, millions of homes across the world, you know, something like 60 Minutes. Um, let me ask you, it, it's it's a big year for pool. Um, can you compare this year as far as calendar-wise to uh, maybe the last 20 years? Has there been anything like it before? As far as tournament? Right, yeah. Yeah, um, now after the COVID is over, you know, um, I think there's more tournaments on the calendar. I mean, we'll just get more and more tournaments. You know, um, I see in the future and next year, probably going to be more tournaments. Um, I'm just hoping it'll be on a bigger stage. Yeah, guys, we're here talking with Shane Van Boning at the CSI Expo. Do us a favor, hit the uh, share button. Let's get this out to more people. Uh, it's not often we get an opportunity like this. So we want to make sure everybody gets to hear this. Shane, you're kind of like the Michael Jordan of pool. And so, how important has it been for you to kind of set this standard and uh, handle yourself both on and off the table? A short story, you were practicing next to me. I don't know if you remember, I'm a nobody, but you were practicing next to me and right in the middle of your practice, some guy came up and got a picture with you in the tournament arena. And I was like, wow, he handled that well, you know, because you're trying to prepare for the tournament. What's it like kind of being you and being amongst all these people. I mean, it's, it's a little difficult, maybe. I mean, I'm trying to crash it, get ready, you know. I can see that people don't see that, which I respect that, right. you know. Um, you know, if people want autograph, and it's hard to say no. So, you know, I respect all the fans out there. Do you think often about how, like, your image you know, the way you carry yourself off the table, how important is that to you? Like the image that you project um, for your sponsors? It is important, you know, just stay away from gambling, drugs and all that. And, you know, just, just go out there and try to win tournaments, you yeah. know. And um, there's, there's tons of players that are very dedicated, like me, Earl Strickland, Eflin. Um, we all want to win. So, and this is what we do. We... We have to do our own thing, practice real hard, and just go out there and play. There's few players that have like that it factor. And you mentioned Efren, you mentioned Earl. Guys like you, guys like Jason, guys like Shaw kind of have that intimidation factor on the table because you guys are so powerful in your abilities. Who was that player for you maybe growing up that kind of kind of made you nervous a little bit? Kind of make me nervous. Yeah. Well, I mean, Josh Filler kind of get in my head a little bit. <laughs> <laughs> he's had your number lately. Hey, he he's hard to beat. You know, yeah. he he's very talented. Um, you know, and I'm prepared for that. Yeah. You know, I respect that. You know, at the older I get, it's always going to be young gun coming out on top. 
Yeah. It's going to happen. And I'm I'm aware of it. You know, and some one of these days, it's going to be over for me. So, as for now, I'm going to try to do the best I can do. Right. I don't want to grow up and get older and look up, look back to myself and regret something. Right. That's fair. I don't, I don't want to go back in that time and say, I should have worked harder. You know. Well, you. I want to at least, when I get older, I'm going to say, I did the best I can do. It, it leave it, leave it all on the table. Yeah. Yeah, that's fair, man. Well, how important is it to, like, you mentioned Josh, we, we talked about Jason, but how important is it to kind of um, play to that, uh, 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 how can I say, like, um, rivalry in sports, right? Because come the Moscone Cup, there's nothing else like it, man. And you guys, and I know y'all have a lot of respect for each other, but during those, like, months leading up to it and during the event, you guys are are at each other's throats at times. Yeah. We're trying to beat each other. I mean, uh, most of the time he just, you know, getting good roles, you know, and <laughs> <laughs> the poor guys are not with me. That's I, awesome. I had a bunch of times against him. I mean, it, I know I made a couple of mistakes that I shouldn't have, but we all miss. But people need to understand that you can't expect a perfect layout on the table. Right. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's full. You know, when you break the ball, you don't know what's going to happen. Absolutely. So, Shane, you are you love fishing, and a lot of times people give you a hard time. Oh, he's been fishing. He's not, you know, practicing a lot. But everybody knows your work ethic yep. and that you do practice a lot. Tell us about, does that time away fishing allow you to reset and get ready to play, play your best? I mean, you got to have hobbies. It can't be all about pool. All these years I've been playing pool and I've always wanted to do something else. But, you know, I've been busy traveling, but I'm getting older. People need to understand I'm getting older. I don't want to play pool all the time. Yeah. I need to have a little balance in my life. Um, otherwise, I'm going to regret it later. Yeah. I'm going to regret that I, I didn't go fishing like I should have done. You know, I live in Phoenix and I'm friends with Scott Frost and I was asking him who's the better fisherman. And he said he can give you the seven out in fishing. I don't know. I know Scott's really good bass fishing, but um, yeah, he is a real good fisherman. Don't get me wrong on that. Um, You know, but I'm just learning, you know, and I'm getting better. Yeah, I was just teasing. (laughs) You're good at you're good at posting Instagram photos with you catching fish, buddy. Let me tell you. Let, Let me ask you a quick, quick question about Scott. I know whenever you played Chang Jun Lin, there was a post made by Scott. There was that infamous photo of Chang at like five in the morning where he's laid out and you guys are battling it out. I think it's like uh, within five games after a marathon. Tell us about what happened when Scott reached out to you late, early in the morning. I tell you what, I mean, that was the the match match I ever played for the morning. I mean, um, Chang is absolutely uh, a great player. You know, 10-ball player, probably one of the best 10-ball players in the world, I, I would say. And I, I don't think anybody else can beat him, to be honest. Um, the match is just mentally, we were both mentally drained. You know, um, I can tell in his face that he, he couldn't handle the pressure anymore when he sat down in the chair. Yeah. Um, you know, he's like, what I can't do this that? anymore. I can't do this was anymore. It, I'm was scared it, because was it in his stroke? Was it in his <laughs> eyes? What let you know? It, it, it's all mental. Yeah. We were both mentally beat, but I think I was mentally stronger. 
if that makes sense. Yeah. And I could just tell in his face he he was drained. You know, he he was about to get beat because I was coming back to win the match. And uh, I asked him, do you want to start over and play the next day? <laughs> <laughs> I don't know how many test messages I got in the next hour after when I asked him. They think that I should have finished the match. I thought they so, think, too, because you had him on the ropes. Yeah, I, yeah. they think that I'm going to lose the next day. That's going to be the biggest mistake. I thought that. I, I said, no, we both need to <laughs> shut it down now <laughs> and start over and fight them all because we I want to win, and I know he wants to win too, but I was really mentally prepared. It was obviously a gambling match, and there's a lot of money involved. But for you, was it more of like that pride because he's known you one of the best players on earth? When you play the Dennis's, when you play the Changs, is it more than the money for you? Yeah, absolutely. I mean, I, I was doing it for the money. I I want to be known as the, uh, the best 10-ball player in the world. And I challenged anybody. Open invitation. Anybody on earth. I did. Yeah. Nobody else wants to play. Well, you kind of killed. The only person on the planet that wants to play me now is Chen. Yeah, he you want to rematch. You kind of killed your action. <laughs> okay, so are we going to see a rematch? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah we're going we're gonna to make it happen probably later this year. We can't do anything now because of the time schedule. But it's going to happen later this year. That's fantastic. Shane, one of the things I find interesting about uh, when you match up in these events is there's a lot of details, pocket size, race, all of that. What is your perfect format That's if you were going to design? I've always it. told promoters this is the best format you can do because I play money games on these tables. Right. I know exactly the, the right equipment to play on, and the right equipment would be the pocket sizes would be less than four and a quarter or four and an eighth, uh, magic rack, 10 ball, it's hard to play in this kind of format. You know, me and Chang play four and a quarter. It was a difficult match. The most breaking run that we had between me and Chang, Chang ran seven one day. I ran three. It's hard to play on these equipment. Really? That was it? Three? Yeah. Three or four, if I remember. What would your perfect race length be? I mean, everybody have different opinions on, you know, tournaments. But the problem is today, promoters are not working together. We need to have one standard rule all over the world. This is, this is just getting twisted up. You come over to the one tournament, we'll find different rules. You go to another tournament, we'll find another different rule. It's, yeah. it's a problem. We, we've heard that you guys are, are getting together on your off day, a lot of the players, to maybe talk about a players' union. Um, is that something that you're interested in as far as having more of a voice? in the industry well, with, I don't with think the it's not possible to have a, a players union but we would like to have one standard rule yeah that we need that everybody would be happy it's all about the players perspective that what we want we don't want to go to tournaments and and play one rule and then play right. another tournament with different rules you, it's you, a problem you talked about retirement before you know in your career but this is the sports growing there's more events more than ever. Um, have you have you reconsidered? Like I'm not saying give us a time or anything like that, but has has it opened your mind as far as maybe I want to play more because there's so many events going on and pools only getting bigger? If the rules are not proper, um, I'm ready to quit. Yeah, I I can't win this tournament over here. <laughs> <laughs> I'm getting cheated by the referees. What would you rather do? You'd rather rack your own. Well, you 
No, I would rather have the ball tapped. The ball's got to be tapped in where both players are getting the same exact grab. Every time. Then, then nobody can complain about anything. This is the problem. The the rack is the big issue nowadays. Yep. Yeah. Well, if, if this doesn't change, we're going to be more neutral, or we can't get it more neutral for both players. I quit. And we, we see that across tournaments too. We see that in match room. Occasionally, there'll be a bad rack. You know, when one you have, player is getting good rack. Yeah. The other player they're getting bad rack, and yeah. that's exactly what happened to me. Yeah. But I'm, I'm up two to nothing on the second set. Both dry. I both dry every single time on my last match. My opponent Chang, he broke and ran the last set. He got a perfect break, perfect layout. That's a problem. Yeah. That's a problem in pool. But Both you, players are not getting the same exact rack. You like watching sports, right? Yeah. Okay. But you know, in sports, there's the human element. You know, there's referees that go and make a bad call. Umpires. Um, yeah, yeah, umpires in baseball, right? Yeah. You don't think is I, I kind of chalk it up to this is the equivalent of it because there's a chance that you may get slugged. There's a chance your opponent may get slugged. I mean the roll of the dice. I you're like the best ten ball breaker I know, in the I world, make two balls see every break. Both players getting the exact same rack. Yeah. When you're breaking the balls, it, it just it's fair. Who's the best ten ball breaker outside of Shane Van Boning and Tim Chang? Ball? Chang yeah. Junglin. Where would you put Federer on that list? He, he's next. Yeah. Top three. Yeah. But Chang, One, two, there's three. no better. There's not a better breaker than him. Shane, what do you, if you look around the landscape of pool right now at the younger players, uh, the next up-and-coming players, do you see somebody, maybe an American player, who could be the next Shane Van no, I don't Bowen? know about American. American struggling right now. It, I don't see anybody, really. The problem in America is there's too many bar tables. Yeah. All the young guns are playing bar tables. And that's the game changer in the last 20 years. Before, you see a, a bunch of Americans winning, like Mike Siegel, Earl Stricken, Nick Varner. You got all these top players back in the 70s, 80s. The game started changing in the 90s. And then by 2000, it twitched around. It's over. Um, you know, I mean, my advice to all the young kids, you need to you need to play on the nine-footers. We oh, need more yeah. talented players in, in America. I yeah. mean, it's the game changer. You can't because you play on the bar table and go on the nine footer. Yeah. Well, let me ask you a question because you've had a lot of success on the bar table. Where would you like, how would you have been able to survive as a pool player young before you became SVB, before you became Captain America? How important was it to be able to make a living playing on those bar table circuits, man, on those tournaments? Oh, my invite to young kid, you stay in school. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. Oh, wow. <laughs> I'm telling you, pool pool difficult. Yeah, yeah, no doubt. Yeah, pool is financially difficult. People don't understand how expensive it is. The gas price going up, inflation going up. Right. It costs a lot of money to travel nowadays. It costs cost me three thousand just to get in Vegas. Yeah. It's gonna cost me another twenty five hundred to go to London next week. I'm stuck three thousand before I hit a ball. It's, it's tough. Yeah. It's tough. Yeah. Shane, I want to ask you, because I've heard it from other people, but I want to hear it from you. Uh, the game of one pocket. Mike and I are part owners of a company, One PKT. Take it easy. We love Take it. it. <laughs> we love it. And we see you, like, when you really want to play it, 
we see we we do a power ranking top top 20 one pocket players and we never know what to do with you because if you train for it you're like top five if you don't you know there's no reason for me to tell me do you do you not enjoy the game no absolutely not (laughs) and i'll tell you why oh you can't be a world champion if you're gonna play one pocket i got a few years left in my career right Right. I'm going to put in my effort to be the best in the world. And the only way you're going to be the best in the world, you have to be a world champion. And there's only one promoter that holds that title, which is Matthew. U.S. Open, World Championship, uh, World Masters, World Cup of Four. They have all the major titles in pool today. Yeah. If I want to be the best in the world, I'm going to follow and support Matthew. Well, let me, let me ask you a question. So you've, you've been in two world championship finals, one against Copigny, one against Alban Ocean, um, back-to-back years. How important is getting that title for you in your legacy? I want to try to at least get it once. I mean, I, I know I had it twice. You had a good shot last I year, too. I had a shot twice, but that co- that co- I should have had Copigny. I, that match was I crazy. shot a shot where I shouldn't even shoot. But if it wasn't for that shot, I would have won that tournament. Yeah. Right. I thought that with that match, I thought the problem was every time he missed, you were snookered. Every time he missed, he you didn't have a shot. Yeah, he did get to. It was nuts. That's what happened. You know that pool. Yeah, the pool guard wasn't with me to that time. But do you got another world championship run in you? I want to win the U.S. Open. That, that's that's uh, that's my pride. Mm-hmm. That I want to win. Well, yeah. you've won how many now? Five. Five. five? Yeah. yeah. You know, I've always dreamed that I want to be the U.S. Open Championship, you know. Yeah. But that, that's what I usually aim for. So, Shane, with your new role with Moscone being the vice captain last year, how has that changed your outlook on the Moscone Cup? You know, not just a player now, but you have to think about the whole team and the other younger players coming up. Tell us about that. What I'm looking for is to see young players coming up uh, to have a chance to be on the Moscone Cup. And um, that's what we need. We, we're kind of hurting right now as far as we're, we're kind of short on American players. So it's it changed in the last 10 years. It's, it's gotten a little difficult. and um, A lot difficult. I mean, if you look at this tournament now, Final 16 is not even an American in it. Right. I mean, that's an issue. So if you don't see... American in top 16 in a tournament. I don't know what to say. Right, but in nine ball last year, you had Sky that went deep. You had you that went deep, you know? So, I mean, the, the game matters also. We need more Americans to start winning. Yeah. What um, When you talk about the young players uh, that you're looking for for Moscone, what characteristics do you think will make a player compete well in that environment? Um, they just need to learn to adapt to travel. They need to adapt to the table. They need to adapt on beating good players. You know, and they they just show up and try to win, but they need to be hungry. You know, and uh, that's what it takes to win. Who's got that killer instinct? In- now? Yeah. Uh, as far as I know, it's me and Sky. You know, Sky Sky's game is Sky's leadership has elevated over the last few years. Has that has that eased the maybe the pressure of the Moscone Cup because? of Sky's successes um, on the table out there? Well, I mean, we're all the trying to win. I mean, it, For it, sure. 
but like you know you're a leader of that of that team right guys look to you so is it better when you have someone to kind of lean on yourself you know and and help pick the guys up also in sky all you can do is sit back and watch you know you sit back and watch all the other players i mean you can't tell them you can't expect them you can't that coach they're them. gonna play good right you just can't i mean all you can do is just sit back and watch and hope that you know american state winning well Tickets sold out in record fashion at this year's Moscone Cup. Um, I think they went on sale in February and they were sold out in, in maybe a day. Maybe uh, I think they opened up another round later on. What can fans expect this November uh, here in Las Vegas? Mm, I'm, a, I'm expecting that it's going to be a great production this year. Yeah. Production work by Mashroom. And it's going to be better than ever. Fans are excited to come back and yeah. watch you guys go in yeah. battle. I mean, I'm going to be in my home country. I'm not going to let them down. So it's okay. I want to hear it here. Is Team USA going to win? I'm going to do whatever I can to help my team. <laughs> I love it. I love That's it. all I can say. <laughs> That's great. Well, Shane, uh, you have a bunch of patches on. You talked about the expense of getting to events. I want to give you a chance to shout out your sponsors and what yeah, they mean to you. All my sponsors, uh, Q-Tech, my main sponsor, Q, and then we got Rashon Table, one of the best uh, tables in the uh, industry today. Uh, VNA Pooley, uh, the lead that I grew up in when I was a young kid. And then Andy Claw, um, also How Tips from China, and then Dynasty Balls uh, from Europe, Belgium. Um, great team. And uh, I'm just happy to be working for them. What advice would you have for the younger players to court sponsors, to try to get sponsors? Start winning. <laughs> I love it. I love it. I love it. No BS. Just win, yeah. right? Just win, just baby. Get out there and win. Yeah. That's all you need to do. Um, you know, be dedicated. Take care of yourself. And um, just put the balls in the hole. There you go. Let me ask you a question. The World Championship. World 10 Ball is about to start in a couple of days. You're one of the betting favorites, you know, with, with that break. Who do you think has a good chance, aside from yourself, to go and make a deep run and possibly win the World oh, 10 Ball? I don't know. Uh, there, there's so many good players here today. I mean, um, it can be anybody, to be honest. And um, I, would like to, I would like to play Copenhagen in the finals, to yeah. be honest. But, a little revenge? Yeah. Yeah. He's beat me twice. He's beat me in Indonesia in the uh, Guinness World Series of Pool, which is probably 12 years ago, I think, if I can remember. And then he beat me in the finals of the World Nine Ball, so I got to get him back. Are you going to be out in Birmingham for the World Games? Yeah, I'll be out there. Yeah? How, yeah. how special is that for you to go and represent USA out there? I played in it one time back in Taiwan, I think. It was, but, um, yeah, I'm, I'm happy to be back and representing America. Is that like the equivalent of the Olympics for pool right yeah. now? Yeah, absolutely. And, you know, even though it's no money, but I want to try to at least get one medal. Well, I mean, how important is it when you have opportunities like that, you know, uh, uh, the, the World Games, the Moscone Cup, how important is it to you, for you to go and represent the red, white, and blue? It is important because you only have one shot at it. And, uh, you know, this might be my last shot. Somebody else might take my other spot in a few years, but who knows? You know, if, if you have the opportunity, take advantage of the opportunity. So. Let's let's say you win this world championship or maybe the world nine ball 
or maybe another U.S. Open. Let's say you have the best year of your career. How many more years do you think you'll play competitive pool? Well, what I'd like to see is in the future is more money in the tournaments. And it's been the same for since the IPT. So, I mean, if it changes and get better, I'm going to continue to play. But if it doesn't get any better, I I got to give up. You know, it's just it's just the same. And um, there are better things to do. Go fishing. You know, <laughs> so I'm just hoping to see corporations get involved and start sponsoring tournaments and get more money. Are you optimistic at least? Like, you know, when you think about the future of pool, you yeah. know, is it brighter than let's say it's been maybe in the last 10 years in your opinion? I mean, I, I would say, yeah, I'm optimistic, and you know, I just want to see the thing get better. Yeah, I want to see the game get better. I want players. I want more players to make more money. We deserve to make millions of dollars. Yeah, yeah the snooker, do. the top snooker player made twenty million dollars in their whole career. I made two million dollars in the last fifteen years. That's the problem. It's a big difference. Yeah, yeah. but it's heading the right direction. You know, <laughs> I'm hoping it's yeah. heading the right direction. But if it doesn't head in the right direction, I I tried everything I can do to help the game, and um, I just want to see everybody be happy. Yeah. So, yeah. Well, Shane, we really thank you for your time. But before I let you go, I have to ask you this question: Do you remember a guy playing next to you? Oh God, here we I think go. it was the first round, and you had to stop and wait for him to shoot an eight ball, 90 degree cut down the rail and make it. You waited. So all 50 people watching you are watching that guy. Do you remember that? Was that the BCA? It was, <laughs> it was, it was the other day here. First round. You don't remember? It was, it was him. I'm it was lost. me. <laughs> you didn't remember? No. Oh, okay. Well, I was, I was scared to death. I'm, I'm shaking. I'm shaking like a leaf. And I'm like, Shane's watching me, which means everybody watching Shane is watching me. This is crazy. And But I ginned it. I made it right in the hole. Oh. <laughs> so. Just tell him you saw it. Tell him you saw yeah, it. Yeah. Tell him you saw the broke my heart. <laughs> Shane, we appreciate you joining us. I know you got a busy schedule. Good luck in the World Championships. And thank you so much for coming on our show, man. Yeah, thank you. Awesome.